MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, Wyatt Tomchek in the house. In for Kelly Bidlin. Kelly, again, from the uh, photo shoot yesterday. He had to change a couple blazers. That was too much for him. He's taking the rest of the week off. He doesn't like photo shoots, Wyatt. I envy him right now. He's yeah. currently, he's probably asleep, dreaming he, about... He actually had a wonderful time. He had the time of his life. He was like, it was so awkward and fun at the same time. I felt bad because, <laughs> you know, you know, I did the classic, uh, you know, when your parent tells you to bring something, you completely forget five minutes oh, later. Oh, yeah. He asked me to bring a putter from downstairs. I got up and I'm like, oh, Sorry. Can we go back down? He goes, no. I could, I could sense the disappointment in it. <laughs> I wanted to ham it up. Uh, we have uh, Jason Weigarden from Under a Cloud of Smoke. Still to come this hour, talk baseball with us a little later on. Will Hill will do the same. Uh, he's got baseball picks and basketball picks for us on a full day of Major League Baseball, daytime, nighttime baseball. Love Wednesdays. Uh, we'll also have Matt Brown on. He's got NFL draft thoughts. Just eight days prior to the NFL draft. And Mike Pritchard standing by. Uh, real quick, we get tweets at beating the book. Wanted to get through... Uh, some more of these daytime degenerate wanting to know uh, what were Paul Carr's soccer plays for the day. Did Paul Carr have a play in the Champions League today? By the way, Paul Carr went 2-0 and yesterday with his Champions League plays. He did call Real Madrid, and he had the under in the Inter Milan game as well. So he hit both of those, and his play of the day, remember he only had one today, he has the, uh, the under in the Inter Benfica game. Under two and a half goals. That was his official play today. Um, he says, if you're feeling spicy, Benfica to win at plus 250 or better. But the uh, total is his official play of the day. Jamie Leva, producer not knowing who Arvidas Serbonis is, hurts. Damn, I'm old. Well, why it's a youngin. He doesn't know Arvidas. Oh, I'll, be, I'll be 30 next year. He's not my Vetus. He's not your Vetus. He's our Vetus. Duke of the South. Would Draymond Green make a good coach after his playing days are done? Interesting question. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know what happens if he gets mad at the refs. Elvis Toast Patterson fan. Gilly, some forward. Oh, some forward from the Jets. He's talking about Morgan Barrett. Took a skate to the face last night and got 75 stitches. Came back a period later. Some of these NBA guys could take a lesson from these NHL players. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, let's talk to Mike Pritchard. He is a VEASAN host, former first-round draft pick in the National Football League and, of course, national champion at the University of Colorado. How you doing, Mike? I'm great. You know, um, 
I I think uh, hockey players are linebackers on ice anyway. Uh, <laughs> so the mentality that those guys have, I mean, come on, a, a skate to the face and you're back out there. Yeah, that 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 is different. <laughs> it is different. They're they're built different. Yes. If you got seventy five yes. stitches to the face, how when was the when would be the next time we would see Mike Pritchard? Oh man, um, probably I'd be out for the rest of the year, man. To be honest, with <laughs> seventy five stitches to the face. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, those things don't heal quickly. Uh, yeah, hockey players, uh, but they have shifts though, right? It's not like they're out there for an eight minute drive or anything like that. They they have shifts. So they, I think you do. can suck it up for a couple of minutes on the ice at a time. <laughs> a different angle on getting 75 stitches. <laughs> right. All right, real quick, because you're a, because you're a wideout, I'm not suggesting this is going to move uh, any any betting markets, but uh, the Steelers, according to Adam Schefter, making a move to get Allen Robinson. If Robinson passes his physical, the Steelers will get Robinson in a seventh-round pick. The Rams will get a seventh-round pick in return. They're just going to swap the uh, 234th and 251st picks in the draft. Um is that just a, hey, Kenny Pickett, we just want to give you all the tools you, we can give you to, to have success move? You know what? I think it's leadership in a room. Um, think about Green Bay last year, Gil, when, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers and, and then you have a, a young group of wide receivers um, right there that he could not relate with. Uh, dis, uh, you know, communication, miscommunication, um, uh, you know, just a disconnect, right? Uh, now I think, you know, you have a, a young group of talented receivers with a young quarterback, which I thought Pittsburgh should have started the clock on a lot sooner uh, than they did uh, going with Trubisky a little bit too long there. Uh, but now you bring a, a veteran in that room, a guy who's been around the league a little bit to kind of show the young pups uh, how to prepare, how to get out there, how to practice, how to uh, be a pro, uh, you know, because I, I think uh, Pickens and, you know, Johnson, even all those guys could use a veteran uh, presence in terms of uh, that substance. Right. Uh, and also that's going to help the quarterback. I, I was on record last year saying, okay, either Pittsburgh is going to surprise a lot of people during the season this year, once Pickett got in there or this coming season in 2023, 20, uh, uh, look out for Pittsburgh. And I mean, it's a culture division. We know that uh, Tomlin's all about culture. It's a plug and play uh, situation when they have players out there that they identify players to replace uh, if they have to uh, Gil. So, yeah, I, I think um, uh, Pittsburgh has a chance to click on all cylinders uh, later on this year. Jalen Hurts, five years at a clip of $51 million a year, if you average it out. Uh, right. So $255 million total. The biggest contract in the history of the NFL, obviously the Eagles, mm-hmm. uh, in the Super Bowl last year. And Jalen Hurts has done everything they could possibly, the Eagles could have possibly hoped in him, uh, making him a second-round draft pick uh, three seasons ago. And then there's Lamar. Lamar Jackson, who obviously is with with you know has had this battle, this dispute, if we can call it that, with the uh, Ravens contract uh, dispute, but the Ravens end up tagging him, and he's going to be locked in at uh, the low cost, low in quotes, of just north of thirty million a year. But this is not what he wanted. Uh, he wanted more than this. Could the Jalen Hurts signing? Because I don't hear enough people talking about this. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, make him mad enough? or upset him enough that he would just take his toys and go home for the year. <laughs> um, and not sign the tender uh, and, and just sit out a year. I mean, I, 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 that's a big risk in my opinion, because I, I think, uh, and if he had an agent, he would know this to be honest with you, Gil. I, I think the owners are in the league. Uh, uh, they're all 
and lockstep in terms of Lamar Jackson, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I know that he wants this guaranteed contract and, and I know the parameters around this uh, totally fully guaranteed contract sur uh, surrounds or is because of Deshaun Watson. He's got to get off of that, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it, this one thought process to have one team be unique enough uh, and foolish enough to give a contract like that to Deshaun Watson. You're not going to find, uh, I don't believe, you know, out of the 31 other remaining teams, a uh, team willing to do that. Uh, so how can you make the most amount of money during your time in the National Football League? One, you got to play the game off the field like you do on the field. You got to understand what these owners are all about. Uh, if it's 32 million right now, that's fully guaranteed for you. Uh, you need to find a way to up your dollars. If that's going out on the field and winning another MVP or leading your team to the playoffs or, or, or pass that into the Super Bowl, then you'll get paid. I mean, that's how these owners have worked for decades. And uh, I don't see that changing uh, anytime soon, Gil. All right, let's go to the draft. I just thought it needs to be. It needs to be aired. Someone needs to voice yeah. it. Because if it happens, uh, it shouldn't be like the biggest, most massive surprise. It is a possible outcome. I don't think it's going to happen with Lamar walking away. Right. But you never know. All right, the draft eight yeah. days away. You are still of the mind Jackson Smith Najigba will be the first wide receiver drafted. Would he be if you were a GM? Um, if I was a GM, yeah, because I, I think he's the most complete player at that position in this year's draft. I, I think he gives you more uh, for your offense right away. I, I think he's out of the box, ready to go, ready to sit, suit up and step on the field uh, and contribute. You know, Zay Flowers is more of a gadget guy. He doesn't have Tyreek Hill speed even though he has Tariq Hill's size, right? But he is a shifty player. You can see him as a returner. Uh, I think he'll do some fantastic things like that as a rookie. Uh, Addison, uh, you know, I, I still think he has more development to go. Uh, same thing with Quentin Johnson. He's a body catcher, uh, and so he negates his 6'3 frame. You know, if he learns how to catch the ball away from his body, and now all of a sudden you're introducing catch radius and, and that will really help out Quentin Johnson uh, who has a, who has an upside. I, I think his ceiling uh, is pretty high. Same thing with Jalen Hyatt uh, who I think he's got a high ceiling, but uh, as far as betting, you know, uh, Smith and Jigba, you, you have uh, Wilson, you have Alave, you have bias and recency bias here uh, with Ohio state receivers. So that that's why I think it makes a lot of sense uh, that he'll be the first wide receiver drafted uh, in this year's draft. As you look at all 32 teams, well, 31, <clears throat> pardon me, because the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick, what right. is the position to team? Because you can bet on the draft this way, too. Uh, first position to be drafted by Team X. What's the yeah. team in position that you think is most in lockstep, that you think this team absolutely will have to draft this position first? Um, I, I'm thinking... Whew, this is a tough one because you have Jalen Carter out there, but I, I'm thinking there's going to be a run on cornerbacks. I've been talking about yeah. that with you for a while. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense for Detroit because they traded Akuda. Uh, and, you know, you're thinking about the cornerback position and, and the type, type of corners uh, that are in this year's draft. Uh, that's, that's to me uh, in lockstep, uh, in my opinion. I mean, Jalen Carter is the wild card and I've been searching I've saw, you know, anywhere from plus 400 at one point uh, with him in terms of specific teams as well. Uh, but that to me is a wild card on where uh, a lot of teams can be so different in this year's draft. I, I think we're going to see a ton of the trades, to be honest with you, Gil. You, you think, I mean, again, this is the $64,000 question, as they used to say. Um, but yeah. it's, it's the one that everybody, you know, if, if Carolina does take Bryce Young, 
It's an if, because again, Carolina mm-hmm. said last night we haven't yep. said anything yet. The <laughs> the Houston options are this, right? The Houston options are if they get wowed by a trade, they make a trade. Then it's probably for a quarterback from mm-hmm. whoever's trading up. But if they don't and they stay there, the latest buzz is a defensive player, but they they can't pass on a quarterback, can they? Well, these quarterbacks, I mean, Anthony Richardson and all the hype, but he he still needs more development. I think Will Levis needs more development. You know, C.J. Stroud, for whatever reason, people are suggesting that he needs uh, more development. We're in a day and age, uh, Gil, where size doesn't matter. I, I don't yeah. buy it either. Yeah. But we're in a day and age where size doesn't matter because the league is about to draft a 5'10 quarterback, number one overall, which does not make sense at all when, when this is – this is all about the bigger, stronger, faster athlete. Wyatt, size doesn't matter. Mike Pritchard, pro tip of the show. Size doesn't matter. He just said it. five ten people. That's this is a said. great day. Mike Pritchard said it. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, got it. Thank Take you, care. Yep. Mike Pritchard, everybody. M.I. Pritchard. M.I. Pritchard on the Twitter machine. We'll come back with Will Hill, baseball and football next. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Splitting bets. There you go. <laughs> Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Why I was about to murder you because I was like, you got one job if you if you missed your uh, cue there. This is what I look forward to every time I produce with you. Just that moment? Just that moment. I was going <laughs> to sing, but I was like, I don't know if I got the vocals ready yet. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have one child, it's a blessing. If you have two, it's very awesome because your first child will now have a sibling. If you have three, it's like, oh, this is interesting. This is getting interesting. And if you have four, you're just showing off. Just showing off after the birth of his fourth child. It's Will Hill, everybody. Oh, no, Will Hill? We don't have Will Hill? Oh, it's such a great intro, too. Oh, now we got Will Hill. Here you are, Will. How you doing, Will? Nice to talk to you. Congratulations. 
I appreciate it, man. They don't call me the Antonio Cromartie of Vison for no reason. <laughs> Except for the fact that it's all with your lovely wife. So it's not a good comparison, Will. Let's be honest. Yes? True. That okay. is that is true. Uh, uh, everything's good. Everyone's healthy. Congratulations. Took a little man. longer than we were hoping. Yeah. Had a lot of time in the hospital to, uh, to listen to Visa. I don't know if you know this or the, the viewers of Visa know this, but Matt Brown has a golf betting podcast. It's not really advertised that much, but uh, I got to check it out. It's called long shots. Really? It, it, it's also the inflection of it. It's called long shots. He, so he does it very quickly. So it gets it sort of blazoned into your brain. First of all, let me just say this. Uh, Mazel Tov, first thing. Second thing, um, you just had a child, and you're here talking betting. How does that go over in the in the rest with the rest of the family? And by the rest of the family, I mean with your lovely wife. How does that go over? It's fine. She likes you talking betting this quick. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Look, the, the show goes on. They're still at the hospital, so I uh, <laughs> I actually have to hospital. do some parenting here. I got yeah, they are still at the hospital, so uh, I, uh, I I'm I'm the man of the house for once, and um yeah, it's good. Okay. Well, again, we're all very happy for you. We met your lovely family here. Uh, some uh, months ago. So congratulations on the addition. He's not above talking betting. The wife's still in the hospital. So we have Will nonetheless. I don't know. I find this so amusing that he's just, I'll talk some betting. No problem. It's all old hat for him. Let's talk NBA first. Knicks and Cavs knotted up at one game apiece. You have a series bet you like now on this. Yeah, I mean, it's a tale as old as time. A team steals game one on the road. They get rolled in game two. It didn't surprise me yesterday. Uh, but I think that's going to be a very tough place for for the Cavs to win at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks, I think, are a deeper team. Uh, the, the Cavs really only have four guys that are playable. So uh, I, I do think home court will probably hold up throughout. I made a bet Knicks uh, plus 500 to win in six. I'm going to stick to that. I think Knicks win both at home. Cavs win in game five. And then the Knicks wrap it up in game six. Um, I just I, I do think the Cavs. Some issues offensively. I don't know that you know that they're young, Mobley and Garland. I think the Knicks are just a little more experienced, a little deeper, and now they have home court. So uh, I wasn't surprised with what happened yesterday. And I think the Knicks will be uh, will be moving on. That will be a crazy Garden crowd Friday night. I think is uh, is Game Three. That team, they've been in the second round once in the past 25 years. Which, look, growing up, they were in the second, third round every single year for like yeah. 12 years. So the fact that they've only been in the second round once. Um, and, and those Knicks fans, the, the new, you know, New York, they love basketball. They love the, they love their Knicks. So that'll be a, a wild crowd. I expect the Knicks to, uh, to hold serve here. Yeah, it's Maple Leafs-esque, if you will, in that respect, right? Leafs yeah. haven't been to uh, the second round since 2004, but uh, the Knicks only once in a greater time span. Uh, tonight, three games, one of which is the Bucks. Giannis is doubtful. They're six-point favorites against the Heat. Again, the Heat, you know, for those of us who had the Bulls in game on the money line, uh, the, the last play in game, the the, uh, the Friday night one to determine who was the eighth seed. Wow, did that change quickly when the Heat went on a fifteen to one run late to win that game and just win it going away. Then they get the Giannis injury; they're up one to nothing. We're showing Bucks consensus six and a half. You like the Bucks here tonight? I do. I, look, I don't have any intel. I think Giannis plays. I look, he, it's a bone bruise. It doesn't sound like there's anything functionally wrong with it. Just pain tolerance. I think there's a very good chance. This is just some gamesmanship here. And if he doesn't play, I probably have a fair bet. I still think Milwaukee, uh, like I mentioned with the Cavs last night, when you steal game one on the road, usually you get run over in game two. So I do think even without Giannis, the bucks have a good chance to win this game and win it with some margin. If Giannis plays, this is obviously a home run bet. 
And I, I do think Giannis plays tonight. I just I don't get the sense. I just don't buy the fact that he's going to sit out here. If they if they go down 0-2 going back to Miami, I, I wouldn't count him out. But that's a tough spot to be in if it's just a pain tolerance thing. Giannis usually plays through these things. So uh, I do like the Bucs. I did bet a minus 230 on the series, too. So I really do, do hope he plays. I will say this. If he doesn't play, look at a Jimmy Butler over points prop because they won't have anyone really to guard him that matches up. They won't have Giannis. Wes Matthews, which is sort of an under-the-radar issue, usually guards him. Um, you know, Holiday's not big enough to match up with Butler. So if he doesn't play, I would look for Butler over points. But again, I think there's a decent chance Giannis plays here. Yeah, you went with bruise. It's a contusion, which is like a fancy bruise, though. Would you not concede that? Boy, I, I mean, I'll take your word for it. Sure. I mean, it doesn't. It's not anything that's going to threaten him like long term. So again, I think he's he might play here. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll see. I mean, right? Like, who knows what? Uh, anything with the back, you just never know if it lingers or not. But you could you could very well be right. It could be in the lineup, and it could it was be more tailbone. Yeah, more tailbone. But if you ever like had a snowboarding accident where somebody like lands on their tailbone, like they walk around like they're fifty thousand years old at that right. point, you know. So I don't know. We'll see. So you like the Bucks given the points? Uh, Will gave six, so in six, six and a half. Shop around, of course. And then tomorrow night, no Draymond. Draymond with a suspension. Um, we know how this went last time for the Warriors back in 2016 in the finals against Cleveland. A lot of Warriors fans still look back at that and are like, that's why we, quote-unquote, lost. That's what Warriors fans will, will say. He's out. Total's high. 239. You're saying not high enough. I'm going to go over. I just don't think there's anyone even close to Draymond defensively that can replace him. He's so important to their defense. They don't have a replacement. And you're going to have to replace him with a, a guy who's a shooter on offense. So they'll probably have to play small ball. So it probably helps both points, both sides of the floor. I know he's important on offense, even though he doesn't score. But um, if you, if you replace him on defense with a poor defender, if you replace him on offense with more of a shooter, you're probably going to just have to chuck a bunch of threes. And I think both these teams have shot the three poorly. The, the Warriors, I think 23 of 90 from three so far in this series, man, 93s in two games is a ton of threes. So they're due to shoot a little better, especially at home. Uh, the Kings haven't really shot the three well either. So uh, I think we'll get some, be some better three point shooting here from both teams. No Draymond. I'm going to go over here. I think the Warriors win, but this game, this series has given me really since the beginning, it's given me sort of Lakers Mavs. Remember that series in 2011, the Lakers oh, have yeah. been the three straight finals. Mm -hmm. They won two straight championships. They were big favorites. They sort of let game one and two get away. And before you know it, they're getting run out of the building with these dynasties. It often ends with a thud. It often ends a little quicker than you expect. Um, I can also remember a Cowboys home game in the playoffs with Aikman that went uh but I think it was the Arizona Cardinals were still in the NFC East yes. for some reason. They went into Dallas as big favorites and with with uh, with Jake Plummer and just rolled Dallas. Sometimes these things end with a thud. I, I get weird vibes here with this Warriors team. Yeah, the Dallas team in 2011, of course, went on to win it all against the uh, decision Miami Heat. The year after the decision, the first year of LeBron with the Miami Heat. Um, so we'll see if that analogy extends. I think there were dogs in every series that yeah. year, too. Yeah, sure were. What a team that was, though. Um, okay, baseball, early part of the baseball season, but there's always adjusted season win totals. There's yes-no playoffs uh, bets that are still out there, despite it being super-duper early. Let's talk about a yes and a no. The Marlins are 10-8 and eight, right now in third place in the NL East. You have a bet here. Yeah, I know some people gave him out. I think it was Jason Weingarten gave him out under – and I usually respect his stuff enough to, to tail it a lot of the times. I just thought they had too much pitching to go under, so I stayed away from it. But to me, at minus 255 to miss the playoffs, that's a buy price for me. 
Uh, I mean, the Mets Braves, you give the division to the Braves. Mets are probably still going to get a spot. I still think it'll be Dodgers Padres in the West. Loser could probably get a spot. That only leaves one wild card spot available, right? So, um, look, I mean, Diamondbacks are really good. We can get to them in a minute. I think they're legit. Uh, when it's all these teams for one spot, you still have the Phillies out there. You still have, uh, let's assume the Brewers win it, the Cardinals out there. I just don't think this Miami team's a playoff. So I think mine is 255. To miss is a good bet. I, I know you have to tie up your money until October uh, at best here to get it back, but I do think that's a good bet. What about the Diamondbacks, who currently lead the NL West with an 11-7 and record? And they've done it against the good schedule. They've had a bunch of games against the Dodgers, against the Padres. They're in St. Louis. They won the first couple games there. To me, they've got a lot of young, good offensive players. They've got some pitching, uh, obviously, with Gowan at the top and some younger arms up the pike that they could uh, they could bring in. I think at plus 300 to make the playoffs, I think this is a good bet. Dodgers and Padres, you know, I, I think the Dodgers certainly are not as good as they've been in past years. The Padres, I would think, would turn it around, but they have plenty of issues in their rotation. I think the Diamondbacks can hang around and at least get a wild card spot. I, I didn't look at their division price. I don't think they'll get to the 95 plus wins that you'll need to win the division, but I do like them to make the playoffs at plus 300. Yeah, you're definitely not a Dodgers believer this year. I've noticed that about you uh, here early on. No plays on any of the games today, though? We leave with that? Nothing? I took the Mets. It's a double revenge game. Uh, Syndergaard against the Mets. There's no love lost there. And uh, Max Scherzer against his old team, the Dodgers, which uh, I don't I don't think the Dodgers love him either with, with sitting out. At least their fans don't. But I, I played the uh, the Mets at minus 130, I think it was. Yeah, keep an eye on Scherzer's velo as well here early in yes. the season. Will, uh, in all seriousness, congratulations. We appreciate you coming on the show. Nonetheless, sir, despite all going on in your life, thank you, man. I mean, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Will Hill and not the Will Hill. Plug it real quick. Twitch.tv slash Gold Boys Network. There it is. Matt Brown, football and golf next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosting guests. You also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99. At vison.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander, Wyatt Tomchek in for the vacationing. Kelly Bidlin. Kelly be back on uh, Monday. You're back on Friday too with us? It'll be Friday. You got uh, Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega. Two hours of Oscars talk tomorrow. Can't wait. This is going to be Oscars 2024. Must see TV. Speaking of uh, other media, you know what documentary I'm watching on Netflix? This has nothing to do with anything, but I have a documentary recommendation non sports, non sports betting recommendation. The Boston Marathon, it's, it's American Manhunt, the Boston Marathon bombing. It's a three-episode docu-series on the tragic events of the, uh, the bombing at the Boston Marathon back in 2013. It is riveting. I'm like halfway through, and it occurs to me how little I actually knew about the details about how they caught these guys. It's a, an amazing story. So if you're into something else, before all the games start today, well, it's baseball all day. But if you're not betting baseball and you want to watch something else uh, prior to the basketball and the hockey, I love putting the in between those, the basketball and the hockey, uh, you get my full recommendation. Matt Brown joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's kind enough to join us on the show this morning. Co-host of The Handle here on the network. You can follow him on Twitter at MattBrownM2. How you doing, Mateo? What's happening, man? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Technology failed me this morning. Three minutes before we go on air, internet goes down. Trying to reset the router. Router doesn't want to cooperate. 
I don't know what's going on with it. Gil, my cell phone reception doesn't work all that great anymore, depending on where I am in town. Really? We're going to hell in a handbasket here, buddy. What's happening to you? You're falling apart, man. I don't know. I don't know. And then I'm sitting here listening to you. I think we're going to get some feel-good recommendation, maybe something make me laugh a little bit. You know what I'm watching? The Boston Marathon bombing. And I'm like, oh, okay, great, great. Thanks, Gil. Yeah, that's Uh, Way to get my my Wednesday started here. Yeah, not exactly a pick-me-up, but fascinating (laughs) nonetheless. Uh, All right, if I know Matt Brown, I know that he probably – let me do a Matt Brown prediction. He probably takes a golf tournament like the Zurich Classic, and he probably says to himself, Self, I love golf and I love betting golf, but this might not be my bag this week. Is that true or false? You are are 100% true. I mean – it's these golf tournaments, too. We talk about it all the time. Like, you know, the way that I like to handicap tournaments and the way that I like to go in and use the modeling and all the things like that doesn't really play for this tournament when you have the pairings and stuff like that. And you, there's a lot of just kind of variables that go into this that I can't quantify. And so with that, it's okay. I mean, you know this even, you know, you, you're, you're on the tennis grind. Like, whatever, it's, it can be a grind. It is a grind. There's oh, yeah. tournaments all the time. And so it's okay to take one off every now and then or just, you know, put in some bets for, you know, a sweat or something, but just understand that this is my, you know, I call this the tournament where I'm okay if my ROI is zero. Like I'm, like I'm okay knowing that I'm going into this one. And if the ROI is zero, it is what it is. But there's just no real way to go into this feeling super, super confident other than knowing that the top guys are the top guys for a reason you have – four of the top 13 players in the world that are, that are paired together at the top of this board here. And so it's just, it's just very tough, right? So I'm, I'm going to take it off. I think it's fun. We'll watch it. It's a course that I've actually played a few different times because it's down there in New Orleans. So that's fun for me. But outside of that, hey, man, let's just uh, let's move on. All right. And, you're, and last thing real quick, your, your multi-model golf strategy this year is working well generally, though, going from one model to multiples? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've hit – We've hit a few outrights already this season. We've also had some some pretty good lurkers. Is uh, taking that back to the primetime action days. We have some uh, <laughs> some good lurkers that are that are going on. And you know, listen, when you get some lurkers at some bigger numbers too, you can always position yourself to where you can can make some money. Yeah. So um, it, it's been it's been it's been good so far. So I'm so far so good. A lot, a lot of time left, obviously, but we'll see if. It would take a hellaciously horrible run for this not to be a profitable golf season already. There so you go. We'll see. Let's try to uh, let's try to not have that come to fruition. Love know? it and love lurkers on a leaderboard as well. It's always a yeah. great thing when people lurk. All right, NFL draft eight days away. Um, how are you feeling about this one? Like, if you compare, if you if you go back in your mind and you're like, let me think where my mind was eight days prior, roughly to previous drafts and previous years. What is your what is your sense of this one? Do you have less of a handle, more of a handle, or about the same? Yeah, I mean, certainly this one has been a little bit more difficult for me than the last three years where we had just so much success and some of the things just seemed like, you know, sometimes they say obvious, obvious things are obvious for a reason. And, like, you know, we were sitting there kind of just putting – stuff together and reading the tea leaves and we're like there's this is just how this is going to play out and it certainly did just go about playing out that way and i guess i'm a little less confident in some of the stuff going into this draft right now i mean i just don't know exactly what's going to happen to that number three pick specifically that number three pick i was pretty confident for a while we were just going to have four quarterbacks go one two three four and then you know now you've got this stuff about maybe the Cardinals don't want to trade out of that third pick. And even though I think 
it's probably what's best for their for their franchise. Gil, it's the same thing that we've been preaching for, for three years on this network when it comes to draft betting. It doesn't matter what you and I think. It right. doesn't matter what we think is best or what, whatever. It matters that's, what that GM thinks. You know? right. it's, it matters what that owner thinks. And so whether I think they should get more draft capital because they have no players and it's probably better to pick up additional draft picks, it doesn't really matter what I think. And so I think it's becoming more and more likely they might actually hold on to this thing, which is going to give me a loser right out of the gate because – I have the over on three and a half on, on Will Anderson that I thought was, at the time when I made the bet, a lock, and it doesn't look like that's the case anymore. Well, so does that mean you think that the Texans will, if they're not wowed by a trade, that they will take Will Anderson at two? Is that what you're thinking? Or, or that'll be the Cardinals at three? Yeah, I think the Cardinals at three end up taking Will Anderson. And I, I, listen, and again, this is a, as I just get done saying, you know, it doesn't matter what I think. But I think just this is more or less what I think and more what needs to happen for a franchise to have any sort of success in the NFL, which is, you know, if the Texans pass on a quarterback at two here, Gil, and you go back into the season with Davis Mills, like, you basically have to go into the season knowing that you're going to tank yet again, because there's only two surefire quarterbacks that are, that are going in the first round next year, and Caleb Williams and Drake May, and like everyone else, there's, other, there's others, you know, that could end up making their way into the first round, but there's really only two surefire guys that are going to go in the first round. So if you're the Texans and you pass on a quarterback this year, you basically have to go in to, to, the, to the season thinking like, well, we're going to need another top two pick, like another top three pick in order to, to get a quarterback for this franchise. So I just don't know if you can do that. Listen, I don't we think all you thought can. the Seahawks were going to be terrible. Yeah. You know, like we thought, we thought the Seahawks were going to be terrible this year. They weren't. Like some of these teams just sneak into wins every now and then and stuff. So I don't know. I think it would be – I think it would be malpractice for them not to take a quarterback and try to start building there, but who knows, you know? Who knows? What, what, so someone's landing on the draft right now. They're like, okay, I don't have any draft bets, but I'm coming to all the markets right now. I want to make a draft bet. What, what is out there right now that you think might be a good play? I think we are getting to the point in which it looks to me like these over-unders, whenever they open – there is some value on those over-unders. Now, they get, they get beat into shape pretty quickly because there are, you know, as we know, there are some very sharp draft bettors out there that live in, you know, live in these rest-of-state markets, rest-of-country markets, I should say, and are able to get at these things way quicker than you and I. But, man, I, am, I look at some of these, these over-unders that land, and if you have a decent idea of, of kind of the outs, and we talk about the outs, like, you know, how many, how many spots is it legitimately – a landing spot for the guy if you're looking at an under bet. And if there's not very many outs there, then, then you know, betting the over is always going to be the proper way to go with all that. And I think that there are some of these that are coming out where you can really take advantage of those as soon as they hit. So, I mean, where we sit right this second, I don't really know if there's one that I love, 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 other than maybe the fact that Stroud is now plus money to go to, and I still think he goes to, but – the, the over-under bets, as soon as they hit, if you have an idea of kind of where these guys are going to go in the draft board or where you believe they're going to go in the draft board, I think there's some real value in those. But you've got to get them within the first, you know, six hours yeah. where they're going to get kind of – they're going to get they're going to whittled into shape pretty quick. I say that all the time. If you're not first, you are you are your last really with these. You got to yeah. be there quick on these. So Stroud uh, by the way plus 275 at DraftKings to go number 2. Uh, I'll leave you with this then, 45 seconds here because mm-hmm. I asked this of Pritch earlier. Because you can bet it this way too. What team? What position is Team X going to draft first? What what position and team do you feel is the most of a match right now? 
I do not think the Colts are going to pass on Anthony Richardson. I just don't. I just don't think they're going to do it. I think that there is. Listen, I understand that the floor is probably like a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. I get that, but when you look at the intangibles, the stuff that you can't teach, and then if he can even have any sort of kind of Josh Allen renaissance from the accuracy standpoint, you instantly go from the floor being a bottom five quarterback to the ceiling being kind of a top five to eight quarterback in the NFL. And when you're building and you're the Colts and you've just been using all these retreads over and over and over again, Gil, I I just don't think they're going to be able to pass on him. Okay. Colts and a quarterback at four. Anthony Richardson, perhaps specifically. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Hope you can get better. Uh, Have a good one, Gil. Good in, luck, buddy. You too. In contact with the world with your technology. We'll come back. Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke on baseball and beyond. Next, Numbers Game Beast in the Sports Betting Network. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We get tweets at beating the book. Bainbridge DeWeese. I like what Pritch said about the Steelers. Plus, did you know Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season? I did not know that. Uh, Joe at uh, JFed Forever, I think. Does Mr. First Round Leader, Sia Najad, who you just had on talking golf, have a Twitter? Would love to follow him. Yes, at Sia Najad. That's S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D. And then this one is for uh, Jason Weingarten, who joins us now. Stephen Vegas 
Love um, the opinion of you and Jason on yes run first inning. Juice has moved significantly. Rarely is plus money available. And yes run first inning cashing at a huge percentage. Is it time to zig when books are zagging and bet no runs first inning or just lay the juice? Sorry if this makes Jason's head explode live on air. Well, let's find out, ladies and gentlemen, if we will have a live explosion of a cranium on air. It's Jason Weingarten from Under Cloud of Smoke in uh, Southern Cali at Spreadopedia. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. Nice to talk to you. You too. What do you make of that right there? Um, you know, I think there's a misconception that you only take these when they're plus money, which is not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be a lot of value still, you know, on lane 110, 120, even you know, 135. If you know what you're doing, I think it's, it's just a, a misconception that, that you could only do this when laying plus money. It helps, you know, don't get me wrong. It, it always helps to, to lay, you know, t- to take plus money on anything. But there's still value to be had. It just just means you have to be more selective. Just have to be more selective. It was it was never a blanket thing. It was never a blanket. You yes, must never. Yes. That, and that's that's another one of the misconceptions I think for both the yes and the no score is people think they have to bet these you know every day or you know if you win one at you know, you win one early early in the afternoon that you gotta go back up on the the night game and that's that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. By the way, I don't usually interrupt a guest with a sort of a side here, but Daniel Jeremiah, who I, I'm. We're all waiting for all of his mock drafts for the NFL draft for those of us who bet the draft. He doesn't have a new mock draft out, but he just randomly tweeted if Trey Lance gets traded to Houston, and then he quickly says, no info here, pure speculation, it would clear up the direction of the top of this draft. How interesting that he would randomly tweet if Trey Lance gets traded to Houston. Hey, I got nothing here. No, I'm just speculating. Are you betting the draft at all, Jason? Do you bet it at all? I used to bet the draft a lot more. I think the last time I did it was the, the COVID year when there was you know nothing going on, or the last time I did it, did it for a ton of money. Remember, it was Clint Hilaire, uh, first running back was like twenty-two to one or something crazy. Um, but but in general, at this point, no, I don't. I don't bet a ton of money on the draft just because there's so many people doing it and so much attention, you know, being paid to it that that I don't think I have the edges I once had in this market. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a squirrely one this year for sure, but we, we've been talking about what, you know, what are the Texans going to do with the number two pick, as so many have all morning long, and then Jeremiah randomly tweeting that, which is curious, interesting. Um, I'm most I'm most interested in, in Aaron Rodgers because they keep saying they're going to make a deal, but, you know, are you starting stop to worry and do it if you're going to do it. Are you starting to worry that this is a, uh, that it's a stalemate that will not be overcome? Well, no, I'm not. I'm not worried as a Packers fan because the Packers already made up their mind and moved on. Um, if I was a Jets fan, I'd be a little bit worried. If I was a 49ers fan, I'd be a little bit intrigued at this situation because I think, you know, the 49ers are a natural landing spot for Aaron Rodgers as well, and he has ties to the Bay Area and everything. So, you know, crazier things have happened. I don't think it's it's a lock to the Jets. Wow, could you imagine? Jets fans would be crestfallen. All right, full day, Major League Baseball. Beginning oh a little over an hour from now. What have you what have you bet, sir? Yeah, I got a got a couple bets today. Um I like this getaway day. I'm I'm enjoying this season a lot. I think it's it's been a good season so far. I bet the Marlins, Marlins under eight, minus one fifteen. No no team total there. I took the full game under today. Um other than that, I took the Braves over over nine, even money. And later on this this evening we got a Cubs. A's game from Oakland. 
I think, oh, actually, it's an afternoon game. Sorry, my bad. Um, but the first inning yes score there is plus 105, plus 110. going to keep creeping up. You can get anything over plus 105. I think it's worth a nice play there. Worth a nice play. Uh, we were batting this around. The athletics, just horrific. What are they, 3-15 and 15 now? Um, 3-15. and 15. If you did the whole on-pace thing, it'd be less than 30 wins. So I'm just, I, you know, the, this, the adjusted season win total, when I looked at it yesterday, it was 55 and a half. I didn't look this morning, just full disclosure. What's, what's too low? Like, are we, are we even close to being low enough at this point? I mean, just, just like theoretically, it, it's hard to envision a team winning 40 games over the course of a, ma- a major league baseball season. If somebody's going to do it, it's going to be, this Oakland A's team, it's just horrendous. You know, they, they don't have the talent to, to compete with, with, you know, the real teams in, in this league at this point. And, you know, it's a joke. Their, their, their payroll is the same as it was 20 years ago. It's, it's sad. <clears throat> um, but yeah, 55 is probably, you know, it's kind of one of those things I say, there's no margin for error when you're, when you're taking like a under at 55, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm willing to consider taking that number, seeing what we've seen out of this team. It's, I don't see the, I don't see the upside here this season. Willing to consider. All right. Um, you mentioned uh, Braves Padres earlier. Spencer Strider, we were texting back and forth about him. Can you uh, reiterate the exchange you had with Borchard? You and Borchard do a uh, BetUS show together. And just quantify yeah, so, uh, Spencer so Strider Mark, for us. Yeah. I was, t- I was saying on, on air with Mark that uh, – Spencer Strider was like, well, I'm, I'm like, well, he's not Randy Johnson. And Mark cut me off and he's like, well, actually, if you look at his numbers, you know, he's got like a 40% strikeout rate. He's actually slightly better than Randy Johnson. And they went through the numbers <laughs> and kind of, you know, and, and it's a cross era thing. So obviously you can't totally, you know, you know, compare one, one decade to another decade. But his point was absolutely correct is, you know, no matter what I say about Spencer Strider and how many times. I end up fading him. He, uh, he puts up Randy Johnson numbers more often than not. And as luck, I had the over yesterday and they still got there. Braves got there pretty much all by themselves, but, um, well, yeah, he's good. Well, Maybe he's, uh, he's good, but let's talk about this for a second because remember he got snubbed as some would say you had the Michael Harris ticket as well. So you, you didn't, you didn't necessarily feel he was, he was snubbed, but it was between Harris and Strider last year. It went to Harris, the everyday ball player, do you think, and I brought this up once, I think, before with you, do you think in an NL Cy Young vote that there might be some lingering sentiment about that, that perhaps it would sway a vote or two or ten where people are like, yeah, you know what, we didn't give him the rookie of the year last year. Maybe all things being equal, we should give this to Strider if it came to that. We're, we're like 180 or so innings away from, from having to worry about conversations like that for, for Cy Young. The, the thing with thing with the Cy Young compared to the other awards is all the numbers are there and all the data is there and everything. And absolutely, Spencer Strider is probably the front runner at this point, either him or Urias. And, you know, Strider is going to be one of those guys like Verlander last year for me where, you know, I, I'm, I'm aware I'm fading him. And if he's going to beat me, he's going to beat me. But I think that's one of the things, one of the inefficiencies in the awards markets in general is that it overvalues younger players. Like this is a second year pitcher. And I'd, I'd have to look to, to see the recent numbers on second year pitchers winning Cy Young's, but you know, second year players winning Cy Young's and MVPs, you see like 
Adley Rutschman, Wander Franco, Julio Rodriguez guys, you know, really high up the MVP board, for example, you know, Mike Trout didn't win the MVP his second season. It's, it's very hard to do. It's not impossible, but you know, I think a lot of times uh, the, the markets tend to overrate the performance of young players and just expect uh, a season one to season two jump or leap that is too great that, that even the best players in history often don't don't jump that that much their second season all right real quick then as we go out the team here just 10 percent of the way through the season either to the good or the bad that you are willing to say even this early you're like oh i might have gotten them completely wrong i would i would say i'm worried about the brewers but their pitching injuries make me think i'm on the right side of the uh the no playoffs there um the rockies i thought the rockies might be all right i think you know every year i'm I think they they play well at home and I watched a couple of their games and they've just been super disappointing. It's a it's a really bad team. Um no no surprise there, but it's it's a bad team. All right, Jason. Appreciate it as always, man. Enjoy the full slate of games. Thank you. Yeah, I look forward. Full day of baseball. Always fun. Full day of baseball. If you missed Jason's picks, vcin.com slash picks for all vcin subscribers. We've done all we can do. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.